Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. From my perspective, I see us living in a death-obsessed society. I mean, all you got to do is go onto Netflix or any of your streaming services, right? Um, We're just up to our hips in the adoration of death and murder. Um, Popular culture is just... Just filled to the brim with it. I think that's the only way I can just describe it. And yet, but that's in an, an entertainment context. Yes. In a day-to-day context. Death is sterile. Yeah. It's almost like we're obsessing over it in entertainment because that makes it seem like it's a fable or it's a fiction and it's not really going to happen to us in real life. Right. Yeah. We choose to um, sanitize death. But, you know, Look, we, how, how many of us live with aging parents? Right. I mean, say what you will, but retirement communities or senior complexes are filled because we just can't find the time or the space for, you know, our aging relatives to be with us. That's not always been the case, but we do sanitize death to the extreme here. But the fact of the matter is sooner, much sooner, because time is short, sooner rather than later. All of us will die. Carl Truman is with us. He's been a regular guest of us of our show over the years. He is part of the uh, Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College. He teaches courses on the history of religious thought. His newest book is called Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Carl, welcome back. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. When we think about Jesus and the the march to the cross and what happened to Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the brutality of that, and how if this was today, we would see perhaps minimal outrage. It may be televised live, but the wiping away of death is something that is a mystery to us in this country. Yeah, the wiping away of it and the embrace of it at the same time is really strange juxtaposition to me. But I think, and Carl's going to talk about this, that by making death so sanitized, we take away the urgency of our life. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Because our life, I mean, if you're 50 or 60 or 70 years old, I'm sure you say to yourself, what the heck happened? Yes. It went by so fast. I can't believe that, you know, this is the age that I've, I've come to myself in. Yeah. You know, time goes by so quickly, and with the entertainment culture we have, it seems like we just keep kind of, I don't know, we live in like a pretend world where our our earthly life is just going to go on indeterminately. Yeah, it's an interesting comment. Um, th- this might sound a rather trivial way of approaching it, but it reminds me of seeing a picture of the traveling Wilburys a couple of years ago, <laughs> who, when they were around in the 80s, uh, seemed ancient to me. And yeah. Suddenly I realized that actually I'm older now than any of those guys were then, and several <laughs> of them are already dead. Yes, yes, so yeah. it's, uh, that was the moment for me when mortality really started to become real. I don't mean to trivialize it, but wow, time has gone fast. It sure has. What a shock to me. So, Carl, uh, death forces us, as you say, to to think about what kind of person you want to be, right? Because time is so short, and we're always kicking things down the road. But we're always, hopefully, if you're you're organized about this and thinking about this with Jesus as your lead, who am I? What I? What will I become? What do I do with my life? 
because death is at the door. But if we're if we're sanitizing it, then we can just continue on with an extended adolescence and then one day be shocked that we're 60 years old. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think that the, the finiteness of life, if you like, should lead us to prioritize certain things. I remember when my own father was dying of cancer. It was, I, my father and I would not typically express love for each other verbally. I never doubted my dad loved me, uh, but he'd never really said it to me, and I'd never really said it to him. It was only when his own mortality became rather glaringly obvious uh, that we started saying things to each other that perhaps mm-hmm. we should have said many years previously but had neglected to do. So I do think the finiteness of life is worth grasping earlier on. I, there's a great line in, a, again, I don't want to trivialize it, but there's a great line in Bruce Springsteen's song, Badlands. Uh, you spend your life waiting for a moment that just don't come. Don't waste your time waiting. Mm. And, and I think when you think life is just going to go on indefinitely, you can end up wasting your life, mm. wasting your life for things that never happen and not realize that you need to, to seize the moment and do those things now. Amen. Carl, in, in an essay that you wrote, an, an excellent essay, this Holy Week, remember that you are going to die. You wrote it uh, during the pandemic. And, of course, that very clearly we could see, you know, the, the death around us. But in the essay, which is wonderful, you, you reflect on the rule of St. Benedict. Uh, we talked about the rule of St. Benedict a, a few weeks back. But could you clarify that rule for us and how you see its importance as we lean forward to our most certain death? I think that the, the, one of the great things about the monastic life and monastic rules is the, the presence of mortality within them. Um, just three weeks ago, my wife and I were in Rome, and we went to the, the Ossuary Chapel of the Capuchins, which is a rather eerie place because it's full of bones. Uh, and it's sort of spooky and creepy to walk in. Uh, but as you walk in, there's a sign that says, uh, what, you, what, what, um, what you are we once were, what we are, you shall become. And monasticism often had at its heart this reminder of human frailty and human mortality, that we live life in the shadow of death. And I think that's something we've lost in contemporary Christianity. Most obviously, perhaps, uh, when you think of something like a celebration of life, replacing uh, a traditional funeral. Now, I don't mean to belittle celebrations of life in terms of the good faith and the the good desires and intentions that lie behind them. But a celebration of life is an odd way to think about a death. Uh, A death is something that reduces all those left behind. When my father died, I didn't want to celebrate his life. I wanted to mourn his death because I was reduced by his death at that point. And I think there's a a strand of, of monastic piety that... Uh, is a reminder to us that this world is ultimately not our home, Mm -hmm. uh, that this world is marked by tragedy and mortality. And we need to face up to that. We need to prepare ourselves for that. Right. Carl, uh, you were talking about the death of your dad, and I was thinking about the death of mine and uh, how I had so many people in his prolonged illness say, oh, you know, when he dies, uh, it'll be a relief. And I Mm -hmm. thought... It's not going to be a relief. It's yeah. not. It's just not going to be a relief because and it, I feel like if we look at it that way and I know people are trying to console themselves and not trying to be heartless about it. But at the time I was thinking death is the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. we have a savior. And I, the more we try to sanitize death, I think the less we have to celebrate on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, and, and I think, you know, the resurrection is the great hope for, for Christians, but it doesn't mean that death is, is painless. Uh, one can only be resurrected once one has first died. And death is an unnatural intrusion into the created realm. Even Christ himself, the second person of the Trinity, in his human nature, weeps at the tomb of Lazarus. Mm -hmm. That indicates, I think, something of the disposition of the goodness of God when placed in the presence of the destructiveness of sin. So, yes, Christianity is a religion of resurrection, but resurrection presupposes death and tragedy. Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, when somebody says, I think I can understand when somebody says, you know, the death of an, of an ill relative is, is a relief on one level because it is agony to see the pain that a loved one goes through. There, there's a certain relief from knowing that one's loved one is, is no longer suffering. But that relief is, is eclipsed and overwhelmed by uh, the sense of sadness uh, that they've gone. Amen. Carl, can you talk about Holy Week? Um, I, I was raised as a Catholic schoolboy, so Holy Week was, you know, sort of central, uh, of course, to the to the long walk to the cross, and then, of course, the celebration of the tomb. And I was surprised well, later to to realize that not a lot of people, not a lot of Christians would celebrate, or at least not not celebrate, but follow along the chronology of Holy Week. Uh, was that part of your, uh, your, your life, or is this something that, you know, is sort of secondary as you lean into this week? Well, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so Holy Week didn't feature at all Nothing. in my, my own background. And, of course, since uh, becoming a Christian, I'm, I'm a Presbyterian, so officially we don't uh, celebrate Holy Week. Uh, but I think it's, an, it's a very useful time for uh, Christians to focus their minds on the suffering and death of the Son of God. Um, like Christmas, it's become dramatically secularized with yeah. uh, Easter eggs. And there's nothing wrong, I think, with, with joy and celebration. Uh, but we should remember that the, the, the overall tendency of Holy Week should be a focus upon uh, the suffering and death of the, of the Lord Jesus. And, of course, you know, Holy Saturday barely gets mentioned in a lot of Christian traditions. Yep. Jesus doesn't just die and immediately get resurrected. Mm. His soul uh, dies. You know, his soul descends into the realm of the dead, as mysterious as that is. Jesus himself experiences death over a period of time prior to the, uh, the joy of the resurrection. Mm. Carl, um, we want to wish you our best uh, during this uh, Holy Week time of meditation and grieving and then the joy of Easter. Thank you very much, and likewise to you two. Always a great pleasure. Carl Truman joins us from Grove City College. His latest book is called Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Dr. Carl Truman. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.